You're listening to Mornings with Eric and Bridget here on Moody Radio 89.3. And we're taking a look at the Christmas story and Bible questions about it and getting some answers with Dr. Michael Rydelnik. You hear him on Open Line with Dr. Michael Rydelnik, Saturdays, 10 a.m. to noon. He's also author of 50 Most Important Bible Questions. So we thought we'd toss some of those questions to you today. Michael, thanks so much for joining us. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thanks for having me. All right. Could you help us? We're looking for that verse where it says Jesus was born December 25th. Where can I find that in the Bible? Yeah, I think that you can't uh, find that, but (laughs) you could try, you know, just keep looking. (laughs) Okay. Mm -hmm. Uh, In terms of uh, the date, we don't know when Jesus was born. The Bible never tells us. There's all sorts of arguments. Some people want to say, oh, it has something to do with the festival of Sukkot. So it was at Sukkot or Tabernacles. No evidence of that. Uh, it's just, there's just no date. And so how did we come up with December 25th? Because that's when, in the Roman world, that's when they had a midwinter kind of, or a winter celebration. And so the church adopted that. Also, uh, Hanukkah, the Jewish festival from the middle of the second century BC, was on Kislev 25. Kislev is the Hebrew equivalent of December. And so that could possibly be the reason that uh, December 25th was chosen. We're just not absolutely sure. But here's the thing. The Bible is really clear that the Lord Jesus was born, and it tells us the story of it. Uh, Similar to my dad. My dad was born in a time in Poland. My dad was uh, born in 1903 or 04, and it was sometime in August. Uh, And so he chose August 7th as his birthday because they didn't keep a record of it. And, you know, every August 7th, we would celebrate his birthday. And we we always knew he was close to a certain age. We didn't know exactly what his age was. And you know what? That was okay. Uh, And so I think the same thing. We have to celebrate the birth of Jesus. Why not do it on December 25th? It seems okay to me. Well, he should have chose August 6th because that's my birthday, but that's okay. (laughs) There we go. (laughs) All right. Well, there is so much more to this Christmas story, especially as we read in Matthew chapter 2. We see the slaughter of the innocents. Is this something that really happened because um, not many other Jewish historical sources cite this event? Well, that's exactly the problem, uh, that there is no record of this happening. Uh, Josephus doesn't mention it. And so people say, if Josephus doesn't mention it, it's not that significant, and it probably didn't happen. Well, the truth of it is, is it happened in Bethlehem. Bethlehem is not the big city it is to, was not the big city it is today. It was a small village, maybe a couple hundred people. It was just outside of Jerusalem. Now, if the slaughter of the innocent had happened in Jerusalem, I'm sure it would have found its way into Josephus. But because, let's say a village of 200 people, which is about the size of Bethlehem, how many infants were there? So although two and under, you know, maybe let's say there were 10 or 20 It was a terrible massacre, and there really was weeping heard there. But nevertheless, it would not have made the national news, so to speak. It would have been a local news story, and that's likely why it didn't make it. Now, what we do know is this totally fits the character, the the persona of Herod the Great. It is something he cared so little about human life. In fact, he felt so threatened about his own throne, that he killed his own sons, killed his wife when he thought they were threatening his throne. uh, Caesar Augustus said he would rather be Herod's swine 
than Herod's son. And the reason is that Herod kept kosher, and he would not slaughter a swine, but he had no problem slaughtering his own son. So this fits the temperament of Herod perfectly, and because of the size, it didn't make it into the history books. Mm. Now, you said this was local news, not national news, but it was the birth of Jesus has become national news. And the wise men yeah. point to that, right? I mean, they they really did show that this was bigger than people might have realized. Uh, tell us about the wise men. And do we actually know the number, the, maybe the significance of the three gifts, things like that? What, what's the what's the story here? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, the three wise men. Well, we don't right. we know they had three gifts, but we don't know if there were three wise men. It doesn't say how many wise men came. Uh, also, they were not kings. We three kings of Orient are. Uh, they were wise men, not kings. Uh, the song. Also, when we hear of Orient, are Orient comes. It was a. It's an older name for the land of Israel and the the biblical, the ancient Near East, I guess you would say, but it no longer is used. So when we hear the song "We Three Kings of Orient Are," we're like, well, "Orient? Where did they come?" You know, we usually think of of the Far East when we hear the word Orient, mm-hmm. but uh, it's because, and I didn't know this. My wife had to tell me this yesterday. She said, and she's right that the. Jerusalem was considered the center of the world, and so all points were oriented around it. Mm. And that's why uh, it was called the Orient in past times. Uh, But none of that's right. Here's what we do know. Uh, Gold, incense, and myrrh. Uh, Gold reflects royalty. Incense, some people have said, reflects uh, worship of deity, because remember the incense in the tabernacle? And myrrh, is a spice that was used uh, to prepare bodies when they died. And so it represents his royalty, his deity, and his death. Maybe, maybe not. They were just very valuable, probably funded the trip to Egypt. Uh, uh, The other aspect of that visit was where did they come from? Was it just a star in uh, in the night that led them? Well, likely they were looking for the Messiah because they were the same wise men that came from the same class of counselors that Daniel was part of. And Daniel, I'm sure, had an influence on those groups that continued for 500 years so that there were people in the uh, the, the uh, east there who were wise men influenced by Daniel. They were looking at the scriptures, they were looking at messianic prophecy, and they were thinking the Messiah would come. And then something appeared in the stars, uh, in the sky, a star that led them. Now, stars don't move. We know that. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so how did this star lead them? I think that uh, Ken Boa in his book, and again, this is conjecture, but Ken Boa wrote a book, oh, probably 40 years ago, maybe more, called The Star of Bethlehem. And uh, Boa conjectured that this was the pillar of fire that led Israel in the wilderness, the Shekinah glory of God that led the wise men to Bethlehem, uh, first to Jerusalem, to Herod, and then finally. And think about the, here's a good word for us, the chutzpah of the, you know the word chutzpah? Yeah. The the audacity right. of these wise men to go to Herod the Great, Great and say, where is he who is born king of the Jews? Herod was appointed king by the Romans. The, uh, we don't want that. We want the born king, the, the, the son of David, the rightful king. That took a lot of nerve, uh, and uh, and he, of course, they pointed him to Bethlehem when they talked to the wise men of Herod, the the Jewish leaders 
who knew the right passage. Well, we are talking with Dr. Michael Rydelnik today, taking some Bible questions about the Christmas story. Speaking of Jesus being born, where does Micah 4, 8 tell us that Jesus was to be born? Migdal uh, <laughs> Eder, right? Yes. Uh, that's, that's, that's made into a big deal these days. I think that perhaps uh, Migdal Eder is a place, uh, uh, a tower in Bethlehem. Some people want to say that that verse in Micah 4, 8 puts us exactly where the Messiah was laid uh, in a in a manger. I, I'm not, I think that that's too heavy a conjecture. Uh, perhaps it's, it's a general area uh, where the Messiah would be born, which was in Bethlehem. So Migdal Eder, uh, it says in uh, uh, Micah 4.8, and you watchtower of the flock, Migdal Eder, that's the Hebrew words, watchtower of the flock, fortified hill of the daughter of Zion. The former, the former rule will come to you. Sovereignty will come to the daughter of Jerusalem. It's just a very key representative place in Bethlehem, just outside of Bethlehem, saying this is the tower of the flock, the Messiah is going to come. But I don't think it has to be that precise place, uh, just to be sure. It could be It'd be like saying uh, here in Chicago, let's see, I don't know much about Florida, but in <laughs> Chicago, we'd say, uh, Water Tower Place, the Messiah is coming. Well, that would just mean generally speaking in Chicago, it doesn't have to be exactly at the old water tower that survived the Chicago fire. The thing about all these questions and all, everything that we're talking about here, it points to Jesus and it points us to a virgin birth and it points mm-hmm. to a point in history that changed the world for us. What what really is the significance of his birth? So much so that 2000 years later we're reflecting on these questions about how it happened and when it happened and where it happened and all these other things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the I think the question we ought to be asking is why did God become a man? You know, you look at the messianic prophecy and it says Unto us a son is born, this is Isaiah 9, 6. Unto us a child is given, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, which we think you might call a child wonderful, we might call a child counselor. But those are terms reserved for deity. The Lord is a wonder of a counselor. So uh, Wonderful Counselor is even more significant in the way it's used in the Bible than how we think of it. Also, he shall be called Mighty God, Father of Eternity, not Eternal Father, uh, but the Father of Time. That's literally what the Hebrew is saying, Father of Eternity and the Prince of Peace. So it says that this is going to be the birth of deity. Why did God become a man? I think here's a passage that when I was a pastor, I preached at Christmas that I don't think I've ever heard anyone else preach. How's that? Mm. (laughs) I think I've heard millions of Christmas, not really, but a lot of Christmas <laughs> sermons. But uh, there's a verse, a passage in Hebrews 2 that talks about why did God become a man? And in Hebrews 2, it says that uh, that because he is God, he's greater than the angels, uh, that he might taste, He was God became a man, that he might taste death for everyone, crowned with glory and honor because of his suffering and death. That's Hebrews chapter 2 and verse, let's see if I read it right, verse 8, verse 9. And then it says, he did it to bring many sons to glory. 
uh, because he didn't just want to die. He wanted to, to glorify, bring us to glory with him. Uh, he's not ashamed to call us brothers. We are brothers in humanity and sisters in humanity. We're siblings in humanity, we could say, with the Lord Jesus. So he could identify with us. And it says that he became a man so that through his death he might destroy the one holding the power of death, that is the devil, and free those who are held in slavery all their lives in the fear of death. Uh, and so when we look at this passage, it tells us why God became a man. And finally, it says he became a man so he could become a, a merciful and faithful high priest, so he could represent us to God uh, the Father and to make propitiation for this or satisfaction for the sins of the people since he himself was tested. So what a wonderful passage, uh, beginning with Hebrews 2, 9 and going all the way through verse 18. It tells us why God became a man, to die to redeem us, to become a priest for us and represent us to God, to call us his brothers and bring us to glory and free us from the fear of death. What wonderful reasons for God to become a man. It's not what we usually think of. We think of a baby, but the goal to become a man was to become an adult male who would be our redeemer. That is what it was about.